Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast is Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name because it's all about Jesus. And today we have on Brent Lane. He's the host of the Cat Pack Morning Show since 2005 here in Pensacola. And this station has won so many awards, the 2020 ACM Station of the Year and the 2019 CMA Station of the Year. And then they previously won it in 2017 as well for CMA Station of the Year. So Brent, it's an honor to have you on. How are you today? I'm doing great, Ricky. It's good to talk to you. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. So we've had your wife on, we've had Angela on before, and she came on to talk about finances and just being wise in our money. And so to have you on, this is just a real treat. So thank you for your time. How's it going today? Man, it's good. You know, if uh, better than I deserve, how about that? Yeah, exactly. I know you guys are really big into Dave Ramsey and we're going to talk about that just a little bit um, later on. But uh, that's what he likes to say. So, yeah, you guys have won a lot of awards at Cat Country. And I just want to know how you started because you are a successful radio host. You're a successful, you know, radio DJ. You get to meet all the stars, you know, when the country stars come into town, you're right next to them. And, you know, I think it does look glamorous to people who, who see that. It looks so fun and amazing. And I know it is, but you had to start somewhere. So how did you start? You know, I used to listen to the radio while I was under the covers when I was nine or 10 years old. My mom would come in and get mad and, you know, it's time for bed. And, and uh, I just always, I always found uh, radio really something that I enjoyed. And, and you know, obviously it started off as, as from an entertainment perspective. And um, I was in high school and the lowest rated radio station in my hometown decided they were going to ask high school kids to come in and do a two hour talk show to fill their public service time. Okay. And um, so at KTRB, 860 AM Stereo, California's country superstation, oh, I took cool. them up on that opportunity. Yeah. I was like, absolutely, yes, please. I would love to do it. In yeah. my head, I think at the time I was imagining that girls at my high school would think that was really cool. <laughs> um, cool. As it turns out, it was an oldies country station. So like we were playing Hank Sr. and, you know, yeah. re, you know, you know, fair and young and that kind of stuff. And, and the girls in my high school, they were not really big fans of Hank Sr. So. Um, but that was okay. I got a, I got a solid foundation on, on country music and yeah, I really enjoyed the time, you know? And I, and so in doing that show, I spent a lot of time just hanging around the radio station and I learned how to do production and I learned how to do, you know, the creative stuff. And eventually the morning show asked me to be their intern, which meant I worked for free and got up really early in the morning before going to my senior year in high school. Mm. But I learned a lot about that. I was, I was on the phone with the highway patrol doing the, you know, cattle reports and who got into an accident overnight. And, you know, those were the things that I was in charge of getting. And that really kind of, you know, helped me understand what broadcasting was all about. At least it was at that time. And, um, you know, so that's a very special spot in my heart. That was a locally owned broadcast company that gave me the opportunity. And uh, eventually I would go on to work at, uh, I've only worked in three radio markets in a 32 year career. I've, I've worked in Modesto, wow. I worked in San Diego, yeah. and I've worked in Pensacola. And, wow. um, you know, I feel kind of blessed to be able to say that I have not had to move around every two years. Um, you know, in, in Modesto, I was, I started at KTRB, ended up at Cat Country 103 in Modesto, which was, uh, the, you know, I went from the bottom to the top, so to speak, yeah. in terms of country radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
And then, uh, you know, you, you always say it's family. It's about who you know. So I imagined that I was going to I was going to San Diego to go to college. And um, the guy who I worked for in Modesto knew somebody in San Diego. So I imagined I was going to just, you know, go down there and be this awesome part timer. And it never works out quite like that. So, uh, you know, I, I was in San Diego. I had to hustle for the first eight months I was there to just try to keep sending air checks to this guy. And they finally let me work midnight to 5 a.m. Saturday oh nights into Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you were still going yeah. to school, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, okay. yeah for sure. Yeah. So, and, you know, kind of the same process. I hung out around the radio station a lot. And eventually I got to do all the fill-in shifts. And then I got to become the morning show producer. And then I was the morning show sidekick. And then I was the morning show sidekick on a, on a different station in the same group. Wow. And um, I can't imagine I, you being a sidekick to someone. Cause you've always, I've always seen you as the host, but you were the sidekick beforehand. Huh? Well, you know, you got to start somewhere and you got to yeah. learn too. I mean, you know, I mean, everybody it's, it's, you don't just like pick it up and just go there. There's a certain craft to it. And yeah. so you know, and it's hard when you're young because you're like, oh, man, I totally want to do this and I could do this. And sometimes you got to know your own, you know, what your willingness to do was. I had to walk away okay. from the job for a while because it wasn't really what I was wanting to do. Okay. Um, I kept a part-time job, you know, in terms of working in, on the radio in San Diego. I was I was doing weekend work because I loved radio. But um, the morning thing that I was doing there wasn't exactly going where I wanted it to go. And, yeah. and so I did take a step back. And I started another company and I was teaching at San Diego State. And, um, you know, God has a funny way of bringing everything back around to what he wants you to do or what you think is the best thing to do and, yeah. or what he thinks is the best thing to do. And, right. and that was, that was really what, you know, kind of what I experienced. So after a period of time, I was back working, you know, middays and doing some work there. And, you know, my other company had, uh, had gotten really, we'd gotten, we'd gotten really fat on one particular client and, you know, probably you know, you would know from our, our personal testimony from being going through our Dave Ramsey class with us right, and right. you and I've talked before, but, you know, I had one client that was just, you know, million dollars in sales. And then they got seized by the FTC uh, over something in their advertising that they didn't like and nobody could pay me. And I went from being profitable with this other company to I was holding about a quarter million dollars in debt in one wow. weekend. Wow. I had no idea that's your story because I know you're so passionate about Financial Peace University. And for anyone listening, we've talked about Financial Peace University several times on this podcast, but it's done by Dave Ramsey. And so he's got right. Ramsey Solutions. And so Brent, do you mind just telling us a little bit about what Financial Peace University is before you dive in to your personal testimony, just to clear the airwaves? Sure. Well, you know, the, the thing about Dave Ramsey is that it's all the stuff your grandma told you, except okay. that Dave kind of reinforces it in a way that kind of makes you want to be like, man, I really want to do that. Right. And, um, you know, th this, you know, for me, our our dive into debt happened in 2003 in a way okay. that um, was very crippling to, you know, and of course, debt works on everything, including your marriage and your family. And yeah. and um, it is it's not it's not a great place to be. That was still with us but ultimately led to the decision to be in Pensacola, you know, all the way to 2008 when Angela and I took the first Dave Ramsey class. Wow. And she didn't want to go. And we were like giving up our Sunday nights. And at the time it was a 13 week course. And it was just, you know, there was a lot of spiritual warfare involved in how we were going to be part of that. Yeah. And we got in and we got passionate about it and we got driven to dump the debt and do the budgets and check on our insurance and make sure that, you know, we had a plan 
And we did. And it took us, it took us about three and a half years to get debt free at that point. Wow. Okay. So you start with cat pack in 2015. I mean, you are not 2015. You start with the morning show cat country in 2005. Right. You guys do the Ramsey class in 2008. And then three and a half years later, you guys get out of debt. Right. That's right. Wow. Yeah, we, we we ended up making the move because we had to. Like, so San Diego is an extraordinarily you know expensive place to live, and I was yeah. working three jobs, and my wife was working you know two different jobs. Yeah, and we were just not fully. It was not working once you know. Again, I had a, this massive debt that I had to try to handle, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, the the whole purpose of what your podcast is about is you really yeah. can't handle anything without Amen. God working in your life, and Amen, so. Yeah. You know, we did, I started being, you know, led to go elsewhere. I actually, the truth is, that's cool. Um, I had to, I had to run into a bunch of walls to get here. Yeah. First wall was, <laughs> I was up for the music director job at KSON and didn't get it. Okay. They went, they went with somebody else. Yeah. And that was going to be my full, you know, my full time job that I was going to be able to count on this money and we were going to start the process of getting out of debt, not getting that equal day. Mm. Oh my gosh. Moment. Like we're going to make a different plan. And, um, you know, so I, it was in that, in that meeting where I was told basically I wasn't getting the job. The consultant at the time who was sitting there gave me the card of Dave and Mary Hoxing and Kevin King who are here in Pensacola. And I called them the next day and they said, they'd like to fly me out for this position that they had. And I flew out here. My wife, Angela and I had a humongous fight. Because yeah. she was not moving to Florida at the time, and why would we be wasting these people time, people's yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. was like, "Oh man, this is not great." So you know, they took me out to crabs. This actually ended up happening right after Hurricane Ivan, so the beach was still, you oh, know, kind of a mess. But crabs yeah. was open, and I took a picture of the pier and sent it to her, and she sent me back a text that just said, "You like it, don't you?" And I was like, "You know what? Yeah. I I really do." Yeah. And um, and I really love the you know I love the organization. I love the people. Um, but I didn't necessarily know that the job was right for me. I had applied for another job in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, which was, again, with the same guy who I consider a radio mentor okay. um, that I worked with back in Modesto. And I was going to go do afternoons for him. Yeah. And he called me out of the blue. Like, like uh, I did this. I did the meeting in Pensacola, went back home really came down to these two jobs and I had to tell Dave and Mary that at the time, you know, I was just, I was like, you know, I'm sorry. This is the hardest job I've ever turned down. I really liked everybody. You guys were really great. This is, I just, it just, I'm going to take this other job. Wow. And so um, turn down the cat country, I, the job where you have all these awards where I yeah. mean, you're a staple radio host here in the panhandle, like let's move past Pensacola and you turn the job down. I did. I, I was, like I said, you know, in my head, it was like, ah, I'm going to go work with my mentor and, and it'll be great. Well, he called me about a week after I turned it down to tell me that the job had been frozen by mm-hmm. the company. And I, it was no longer, it was like, now we were going to talk about this being something I could take maybe six months from that. I was like, man, I don't have six months. Yeah. Like I just don't have it. And somehow word happened to get back to Dave and Mary Hoxing and Dave Hoxing called me about three weeks later mm. and I, you know, I'm in a little bit of panic mode, right? I mean, I mean, yeah, this plan that I had, I mean, I was not making enough to cover this debt. We had a lot going on here and, um, 
I got a call from Dave about three weeks later, and he said, hey, I hear it didn't work out for you in Salt Lake like you hoped it would. Would you reconsider Pensacola? And I said, you know what? I really would. I would very much reconsider it, um, but my wife has to like it. Yeah. You know, because I can't, I just cannot do that. Like, if she hates this job, like, it'll just be miserable. So he goes, right. okay. Yeah. All right. We're, we're going to fly you and your wife back out this time. And the only caveat is, is you have to say you're coming. And if she hates it, we'll rip up the contract. I was like, okay, I can do that. She wow. Do I mean, that's you know? a deal. Come on. That's that was, a, that was a good, that was, I was like, okay, we can yeah. do that. Well, <laughs> yeah. so we, we got out here and uh, we spent a weekend and she goes, you know what? I really, I really like it. I, I got, I'm like, this is, it's surprising. I didn't know that I was going to like it. I mean, if you want to talk about God working in somebody's life, right? Amen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. asking my wife yeah. to move across the country away from her family at the time and every friend she's got right come with me somewhere else with our kids and we're going to go do that and and um you know so she was like I, I really do like it well within an hour of agreeing to take this job like how do you know when god wants you to be somewhere because yeah. the next thing we had to accomplish was okay if i take this job i'm going to go out there right after thanksgiving in 2005 and I'll see you, I guess, in six months. Because at the time in California, it was taking like six months to sell a house. And uh, maybe you guys come out after, you know, kids are out of school. We shoot for next June. You get here in July. We'll figure oh, it out. that's so hard. Oh, it was hard. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the thing. An hour after we, at the time, I faxed back my contract. Yeah. Somebody, somebody knocked on the door and offered to buy our house as is. Stop for whatever it. we wanted to sell it. No, I'm not kidding. Did you have a yard sign or did you like nothing? What? Nothing had a no real way. realtor walk to the door and said, I have a client that really likes your property. Would you be willing to sell it? Oh. <laughs> so we started crying and we were like, Oh man, this is terrible. You know, this is amazing. So yeah, we, um, and we sold it for a way that allowed us to dump a lot of personal debt. Amen. I mean, and when I say a bunch of personal debt, I mean like let's put it this way. We moved here with about $80,000 in debt. That's a whole lot better than a quarter million. Right. So, that's amazing. So here's the thing. Not only did we sell the house, but instead of me being us being apart for six months, like I got here on December 1st, 2005, she, the kids and all of our stuff showed up December 8th of 2005. Okay. So yes. right there, I have to stop you and say, there are so many times in our Christian faith, like you'll hear people say, well, God just worked it out. Like he, once the decision was made, like you had to make a decision. Yes. I'm going to go to Pensacola. You guys both felt in your hearts that it was the right decision. Doors started opening up. And I think right. the question here is like, how do you know if it's this decision I'm about to make? How do you know if it's the right decision for God to keep opening the doors? And like, this is a huge question I'm going to ask you and you may not have an answer, but I just think it's such a common thing for the person listening to your testimony. It's like, wow, how did he know that Pensacola was going to work out? Like, how did he know that that was going to be the right decision and God was going to start opening up doors and making a way? You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, I mean, the best thing was, again, I remind you, I turned the job down. Yeah. So, so sometimes God doesn't stop coming after you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so, some, sometimes you keep get being given more opportunities. I mean, in the normal course of business, as you know, yeah, you turn a job down. Sorry. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that's the end of the opportunity. And so uh, God kept 
you know, making the opportunity for us to make a home here. And, uh, and so that was very reassuring. And then, and then, you know, and then once that whole process started, you know, I mean, then you're just like, oh my gosh, what, what's next? What's, what's the next thing you're going to do? Somebody's buying our house. Oh my gosh. You know, this house is going to close. We are going to move into another house eight, eight, you know, a week apart from each other. I mean, that's, that was amazing. You know, I love and, it. And, we're, yeah. and I want to remind you that at this point in my life and in our life, like we were really at the bottom of our proverbial peak. You know, you're in peaks and valleys all the times in your relationships. Mm-hmm. This was not a great time for us. I mean, yeah. I mean, we were saddled with an enormous amount of business debt that was not readily presenting itself as a way to, to get rid of. And, and I was working through a whole lot of stuff there. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you want to talk about having, you know, God support you and kind of trusting in, in faith that that's going to work out. Well, that's what happened. Amen. And so, you know, so we ended up, obviously we moved here and, and, you know, again, I kind of go back to the whole radio dream from when I was nine. I mean, I'm just passionate about it. I'm, I like, I love the craft. I love being part of it. I've done this now for a long time right. and I've looked at it as an opportunity to serve others. And that's where, um, you know, for every compliment you'd ever pay me, I would always deflect that to the service of our of our community of what God's allowed me to do. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, I mean, there's, it's not really hard to be humble when you've really, you know, the peak of, let's put it this way, the peak of your moxie, when that falls apart, like when you're like, Oh, what you do? I'm right. living large. And I was doing stupid stuff business wise. Yeah. Like when he humbles you to the part where it's like, man, like this is terrible. Like it's right. real easy to stay humble from that point. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, I appreciate any, like I said, I appreciate any compliment, but any, anything that's ever award related nationally, I would tell you it is because I feel like we are doing the best job we can for our community. And it is always because we are serving our community. That That is all it is. It's not because Garth Brooks, you know, called me and talked about his new album. It has everything to do with whether or not we served during Hurricane Sally or the last time there was a tornado or we raised $300,000 with the United Way of West Florida to help kids get back to, you know, you know, whatever in, into homes and century. So, I mean, that, that's really what it is. And, and I know a lot of different approaches. I thought, you know, over the years, I've given a lot of Ted talks, so to speak over how radio has been successful for me. And, and the only thing I can tell you is uh, success through service. Success through service. It's not about us. It is so not about us. True. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, 100%. we were, we were joking beforehand about Mac Davis who passed away. Was it, I think it was just last year around Thanksgiving. That's right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And he has that song. Oh Lord, it's hard to, hard be, humble. to be humble when you're perfect in every <laughs> way. Yeah. Truth is though. Yeah. It's, uh, and that song was tongue in cheek at the time, but, yeah. but it is, uh, you know, you, sometimes you forget. And like I said, there is, man, honestly, I'm afraid of being humbled. So I try really hard to try to stay in that lane. Like it was the worst time of my life. I never want to do that again. If I can avoid having the Lord humble me, that would be the best. Exactly. Okay. So Christine Kane says it like this. She's a, um, a pastor. She's from Australia, like awesome rock star chick out in California. Okay. Um, but she's like, look, I'm always praying for the Lord to create in me a clean heart, like stir it up in me, Lord, like go ahead and clean it up because I'd rather this be a private thing between you and I than to just keep going and be proud and then have it all out there for everybody to see. So let's just do this, me and you, you know, 
so I don't have to like, I don't know, be exposed or something like right, this. Right. Like, let's get this right together, you know? You so. know, the, 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 the thing about God is that God often gives you opportunities to present for him. Yeah. And sometimes you That's present good. for him in tribulations that you're going through. Mm-hmm. And um, man, I'll tell you what, I mean, I, I'd be lying if I told you every time I was presented with an opportunity to present for him, I was on point because I'm not. And, um, you know what I mean? Like, like, like sometimes you really have to step back and look at all of what's going on in your life at that moment or what's happening in each situation and whether or not it's easy to say, I want to do every situation for God's glory. But the downside Mm -hmm. is sometimes we get focused on what we're trying to do successful or pull it out of, you know, our own will. And, um, if we take a step back, we might be able to see a bigger picture and why that might be something that would benefit God or benefit you. And, and, uh, I wish I could tell you, I had that faith all the time. I, I wish I could, I don't, I believe it. I believe it for yeah. sure. Um, and sometimes my, you know, it'll be Angela. who has got to remind me that, Hey, you know, maybe there's something else going on here. Maybe, maybe, maybe everything's going the way it's supposed to. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you that's know, right. That is right. That well, is right. The two things that you just said, cause I'm the same way. I think you and I are very similar when it comes to like, Oh, gotta go. Like if I'm going, I'm going. <laughs> You know what yeah, I'm saying? Right. Like, think right. about tubing. Like when you're tubing and the wind's like going at your face and you're just yeah. like, whoa, you're hanging on. Like that's, that's me every day. And so my husband is the one who reminds me. And I'm sure Angela is that for you. You know, I just pray for the person listening that you have someone or God or a podcast or a book that you're listening to or not listening to. <laughs> Maybe it's an audio book, a book that you're reading or something to remind you that God is mighty and he's in control, you know, that we have to be humble. And so I totally know what you're talking about. The two things, remembering God and Angela reminds you because it's, (laughs) yeah, I mean, that's so huge because God created you with these gifts and abilities to serve his kingdom. And you know, he made you to do what you're doing. And thank God we have someone like Brent Lane who sees service as such a big deal and wants to get involved with Mana Food Bank and wants to get involved with other organizations who are helping people out who are going through a hard time and using radio to come alongside them to say, hey, this is what your goal is. Let's let us help you get there. You know what I'm saying? Like service is your thing. And I'm sure you get tired. I'm sure you get extremely tired. And thank God you have Angela there to be like, I see you, you know, like I'm going to remind you, you know, like that's so good. And I, and I get to be the same for her yeah. once in a while. You know what I mean? Like um, we were able, we were fortunate enough when we moved to Pensacola. The, one of the things that made this very clear was that she would, and we, we would, you know, we'd be eating ramen. We certainly weren't eating fancy because uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what anybody thinks the radio life pays, but you know, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it can be a very humbling job, yeah. but um you know, but it did allow us like the difference between working in California, where we were working three jobs a piece to cover, just cover the cost of living Yeah. to moving to Pensacola, allowed her to stay home and be with our son, who at the time when we got here was about two and a half. And okay. so Hard. she she was able to work from home until, you know, he was in seventh grade and she got the opportunity to go back to work. And, and it's, you know, again, that is a total God thing that has worked out very much um, because he, we were, we were, we listened and we were allowed, we allowed ourselves to be led. That's true. That's true. That's such a humbling thing to say that you just said. Um, 
So favorite Bible verse. I really want to know what scripture is helping you out in this season. Can you share that with us? Um, I think Joshua 1.9 is probably the one I would refer you to. And it sort of goes along with what we've been talking about today. It says, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord, your God will be with you wherever you go. And, um, you know, when you say those words out loud, I just got a little chicken skin while saying that out loud, because yeah. sometimes you do have to affect the word of God by saying it out loud. You can read it all you want to, but when you say it and you speak it, um, that changes what your impact of those words are. And, um, and I would just tell you, you know, you had asked, I, I kind of knew you were going to ask the question. So I was kind of thinking about, you know, what's my favorite one right now? And I, and it, it's, you know, I think that's been my favorite one for most of my life, mm. at least since I've been married. Cause there's a lot of times we go into stuff and we're like, I just don't know. I don't know if this is right. Right. You know, I'm going to do my best. Right. But I don't know if it's right. And, yeah. uh, and so you kind of lean in and just go, man, I, you know, I hope that this is where you want me to be. And, um, you know, and then I, I hope there's enough grace from everybody when I have made a mistake that maybe God wasn't leading me to. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Dion Dunn came on the podcast a few weeks ago and her whole thing was like just trusting in the Lord, just trusting in the Lord, because she was talking about when her and Dan met, you know, Dan Dunn, the chef out on the beach. Mm -hmm. Do you know Dan? I do. In fact, yeah. Dan's going to be joining me on a show tomorrow. So oh my fun. goodness, that's hilarious. Well, she was talking about like they were young when they met and they, you know, were just like, I, I do. Yes. Like, let's do this, you know, and just trusting in the Lord with that and how she has learned to be a good wife to him and just seeing the best in him and just how that works. You know, I mean, Riley and I have been through different seasons where we're like, is this what's best for us as far as like jobs or cities or locations? And at the end of the day, it's just trusting in the Lord, you know, trusting in the Lord with all your heart. So yeah, I'm really glad that you mentioned that about marriage because is there just anything that you wanted to tell listeners to encourage them in their walk? Someone who, when they heard that Bible verse, they're like, oh man, like I want to learn from Brent. Is there anything else you'd like to share with that? Man, I would just say that, you know, being on the same team with your spouse is so critical to your overall success. Yeah. Because if you're not on the same team, then it becomes a battle between the two of you and you two are supposed to be the, the equally yoked oxen, right? So right, yeah. you yeah, get yeah. One, one oxen can pull a cart full of bricks, two oxen can pull like three or four cart fulls of bricks. So you, yeah. you multiply the strength of your relationship and what you're being able to shoulder together when you're on the same team and you're pulling at the same time. And, yeah. you know, so sometimes... For us, I would tell you that our financial crippling moment ended up being the thing that put us on the same team together because we really? had to work together to achieve that goal of, of removing that weight and that burden. And once we started pulling together, you know, it was like if she'd go shopping, I'd freak out. Yeah. You know, because it was like, we were just like, I don't, I did not see any positive because when you're in that much debt, you're just like every, you owe everything, right? There's right, no, right. you're not saving for anything. You're, you're just hoping to keep the lights on for another month. And how do you go about, you know, why'd you buy jeans? Well, the kids needed them. Well, okay. That's, you, you and I both know our kids need pants, but exactly, <laughs> you know, 
at the same at the same time it's like it's difficult to see beyond that and so you know we really had to we had to work together focused we had to start talking about budgeting and and again budgeting gets you on the same page fast when you're both like when you both go into something with an agreement that you're going to spend fifty dollars on pants and the other person comes home with forty eight dollars in pants right nobody gets mad you're like hey those are great jeans thanks you know what i mean like you'd already agreed to that and so that's one of those things where i would tell you you know for us financially ended up being the team building you know test that we needed to kind of to really you know kind of work our way through that very humbling period in our life and it's still humbling today i mean it's not easy for me to tell that story yeah. but i do think that it is part of the testimony that you know god gave me to share and and so i try not to ever you know look away from that so to speak that's good. Well, we really appreciate you coming on and sharing what God has done in your life and in your family's life. Um, something we shared when Angela came on was the monthly cash flow plan, something you can sit down with your spouse. It's through Ramsey, um, but you can just say, uh, you know, how much is budgeted for tithing? How sure. much is budgeted for saving, housing, utilities, medical, health, transportation, clothing? food. Oh my goodness. That one. I just, every time I say food in our budget, I just kind of like shake a little. <laughs> well, you know, you know, and that's the, and that's really the thing. And, and you, you, as you said, it's, we learned it through Dave Ramsey, but your grandma's told you about budgeting forever. Yeah. You know, it yeah. really is about giving every category that you have a number and you start at the top and go, this is, this is what my income is for yeah. this window or this week, or, you know, we do it weekly because our incomes fluctuate a little bit. Okay. And so, you know, and we are now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say we're pro level, but we know when we get to the part where we haven't done it for a while, like, Oh, you know what? It's, it's time to go back and revisit that. Cause we have things that change. We have a kid out of school. We have, you know what I mean? Like those are yeah. things that we have to go through, but you need to sit down with a spouse or your accountability partner. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm going to assume that most of the people I'm talking to right now are probably married. Yeah. And, and in, in doing that, I would say the conversation you have with the person you love about money together does one of two things. It either drives you apart or it brings you together. Yeah. And if you let it drive you apart, I mean, it's easy to fail. But yeah. it requires both of you to have a conversation. Everybody has to be an adult. And, you know, Dave would tell you free spirits, they'll buy all this stuff. And, and then there's the penny pinchers or there's the, the yeah. nerd who will it's go in favorite. with the spreadsheet and be like, oh, let me get all this. The thing is, you both have to come to the table. You both have to have the conversation. And no matter what relationship you're in, whether you're both free spirits or both nerds or there's one of both, mm -hmm. you you still have to communicate with each other and you have to talk about it. I mean, you know, if you get into it and you're like $1,200 in food, that's a little much. It, you know, one of you should be able to go, Hey, maybe we can knock that back a little bit, you know? And that's, that's what working together is all about. Oh my goodness. I could share a testimony right now about food eating out. Oh my good Brent. We used to, this is for my Pensacola people and we'll wrap this up. We used to live across the street from McGuire's Irish pub, which is if people know Pensacola, they know McGuire's. I mean, they've been on the Today Show. They're just like super famous. We spent, I'm just going to say it this way to respect my husband. We spent more than $500 and less than $1,000 in one month at McGuire's. Mm. Tasty, <laughs> tasty.
that Molly's cut will get you. Molly's cut. Let me tell you, like the Lord, when we saw our expenses and did this financial plan after that month, we both looked at each other and we were like, something is wrong in our lives majorly. And it came down to finances. And I mean, man, when stuff starts moving forward in that way, you can really glorify God by giving. And when you do, you get so much back, you know? So man, we have, thank you so much for your time. We've gone over, like you've been so gracious to us with your time. So thank you so much. We want to connect with you on social media and however else you want us to connect. So how do we get connected with you, Brent? Um, I'm, I'm easy to find. I'm on TikTok at Brent Lane cat. I'm on Twitter at Brent Lane cat. I'm on Instagram at Brent Lane and I am on Facebook at Brent Lane cat. Brent Lane, you are not on TikTok. <laughs> I am. Oh yeah. I, I've got them all. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Oh, my goodness. You go where the people are. You've got to go where the people are. I mean, I totally agree. Are you doing funny videos or what are you doing on TikTok? Um, well, Mostly, I'm just making sure I'm getting the cat country TikTok to okay. to do the right trends. Okay. However, okay. you'll find me do the I I do a lot of ski videos and travel videos. That's what okay. I'm cool. Doing. All right, man. So, I can't wait to check out your TikTok. I we just got TikTok on the broadcast as love. I'm not going to be posting any videos, so nobody go over and follow us. Go over to Brent Lane's TikTok and follow Brent Lane. <laughs> but um, oh man, what a cool space to be in. Okay, um, thank you for your time, Brent. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Man, I would just tell you that um, it's really one of those things where when you work together, it is just absolutely the best feeling in the world. And no matter what the job is that you do, like you have a way to touch others and bless them. Yeah. And, you know, we went through cancer in our family. And I would just tell you that no matter what you do for a living, no matter what, you are influencing somebody else in your attitude and how you handle a situation. And so whether I do it in radio or you do it because you work in a school system, you can always be somebody's light. Yeah. And I think that that is one of the coolest pieces of advice that I could give you is Mm -hmm. to remember you're somebody else's light. Somebody's watching you to see how you're going to handle a situation. It'll change your life. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. We, um, the prayer that we pray when we close out every podcast is from John three 30. And it's just asking for us to decrease and God to increase in our lives. And I just want to read John three 30. He must become greater. I must become less. And so when Brent, when you're saying that about, you know, for the person listening, like you are a light to someone. And the coolest thing, like we've talked about in this entire conversation is that God is leading it. God is the light. God is leading you. And we might not know if something is going to be the right decision or the wrong decision or whatever, but we're just going to trust in the Lord and we're just going to let him lead us and try to make the best decision. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And even, and even when we don't listen, he is gracious in giving us opportunities to redeem ourselves. Amen. Wow. What a testimony. Thank you so much, Brent. Um, At the end of every podcast, we always pray, Lord, decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you will also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon.
Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakin.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. <laughs> <laughs>